Well, hello and welcome to Bible Prophecy for today. This channel is where I discuss controversial topics and news headlines that you're not going to hear about in the mainstream media. And I do it all from a West Texans biblical point of view. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather and we got some headlines for you guys that you're going to want to hear about today. So the very first one is, um, are we being set up for the great set up what about all the power grid issues that they're talking about that's going to be an issue especially this summertime and uh so the governments are now saying that there's only a 10-week supply left of uh wheat that's a global wheat supply that's all we have left and uh plus more headlines and uh my new book is now available in kindle and so the paperback is coming soon uh, but the uh, the Kindle version is available, and uh, don't get it yet because tonight at midnight it's going to go on sale uh, for three ninety nine. And so uh, the name of the book is "When the Rapture Hits the Fan." When the Rapture hits the fan, what will you do? So it's a really it's a quick, fast paced take uh, in a fictional setting, and it takes like two people. Um, from their point of view, from once the rapture happens and all the way up into the point where they decide um, if they accept Christ or not and uh, what happens to them kind of and some more bystanders along the way. And so it's also got some uh, some truth in it as well. And so we got some scripture in there uh, to kind of, you know, help you move along and kind of see it happening. But um, I think it's one of my best books yet. And so I hope it glorifies God. And I wanted to get it released uh, before my dad's. I wanted to get it released on my dad's um, second heavenly anniversary. Which uh, So the Kindle version actually got released a little earlier than I thought. And so it looks like the paperback will be released probably Monday or Tuesday. So anyway, wanted to give you guys that update. Um, yeah, so when the rapture hits the fan. We all know when the beep hits the fan, right? And so I kind of took it off of that because it is dramatic and it will be uh, very dramatic. And so anyway, so let's jump into some headlines really quick here. So let's jump into this one. So um, you guys, are we being set up for the great delusion, right? So what's really going on? What's what's really going on? So Congress opens hearings on, yes, 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 folks, yes, UFOs. So uh, in my other fiction books, I use this as well. I use the UFO thing. Um, because uh, that seems to be what they're doing. They're using all of this to create this great delusion, correct? And uh, we know it's demons. We know all this is demons. So this uh, article is in the prophecynewswatch.com. Uh, this is Michael Snyder, and it's uh, part of the Economic Collapse blog, and he posted this on the 19th of May. So it says, um, why have they suddenly decided to reveal so much? For decades, a very thick cloak of secrecy has surrounded what the government really knows about UFOs. But now our politicians are talking openly about such things. In fact, Congress just held their very first public hearing about UFOs in 50 years. So what has changed? If anything happens in Washington, it is usually because someone has an underlying agenda. Could it be possible that we are being prepared for some sort of a huge revelation uh, to me he says it is clear that something is up he continues and he says um he thinks that it is a lot that the power structures in our society are now treating this topic very seriously at this point even cnn is admitting that ufos are no longer being relegated to the fringes of public policy 
Key lawmakers warned at a House hearing on Tuesday that unidentified aerial phenomena, popularly known as UFOs, must be investigated and taken seriously as a potential threat to national security. The event marked the first congressional public hearing in UFOs in decades, a high-profile moment for a controversial topic that has long been relegated to the fringes of public policy. During the years, um, I'm sorry, during the hearing on Tuesday, U.S. officials confessed that there have been at least 400 unexplained sightings by members of our military. U.S. spy chiefs were grilled by lawmakers in a historic hearing on UFOs as dramatic videos of two sightings were shown. Security officials were forced to admit there have been 400 unexplained sightings reported by the U.S. military. That number is very different from the number that we were given in 2021. Last year, the Pentagon told us there was only just 144 unexplained sightings. But now we're being told that the real number is nearly triple the original number. And on Tuesday, we were also told that there have been 11 near misses with U.S. military aircraft. Uh, they also confessed that there have been 11 near misses with unidentified objects in U.S. military aircraft. And they are probing incidents where craft may have attempted, quote, jam uh, U.S. Uh, U.S. planes. And so they go on to say, so let me get this straight. He says 11 different times our aircraft were almost hit by another aircraft that we simply cannot identify. Why were we told about this a long time ago? He continues and he says, of course, there's so much more the Pentagon is choosing not to tell us. According to Politico, one Defense Department official is freely admitting that there is a great deal that is not being publicly revealed. Without forcing people's hand, it is going to be very difficult to uncover legacy ventures and programs that we know about based on oral interviews we dug up, said a Defense Department official who is involved in the new effort but was not authorized to speak publicly. Uh, there has to be a forcing mechanism. So there has to be something to hold people accountable, but also give them a chance to come out clean for a period of time, the official added, noting that in his experience, the Pentagon Oversight Group has been stonewalled. The same, off, the same official went on to explain that the people that are refusing to come forward are protecting some very interesting information. I would definitely like to know what that very inter interesting information is. Wouldn't you, he says. I think that the most, he says, I think that most of the population would be completely floored if everything the government knows was finally put on the table. According to one member of Congress, our military has actually recovered physical wreckage from a UFO that crashed. A congressman has claimed the U.S. has wreckage recovered from a UFO as the phenomena takes center stage today in Washington. Uh, Representative Tim Burchett, a long-term advocate for disclosure, told The Sun Online he has been informed by reliable sources that material has been recovered from the objects or crafts that have been reported in skies over the U.S. So why can't the American people know about this? Why are they trying to hide it from us? So Berchek says that he can't say more because this information was given to him in a classified setting. The Tennessee Republican declined to elaborate further as he said the information had been passed to him in a classified setting. So anyway, goes on to talk about this. I mean, as you can see, folks, they are literally setting us up for this great delusion. And why do you think they're setting us up? Well, Think about it. There's going to be millions of people disappear during the rapture. So the rapture of the church. Christ is coming to rapture his church. Well, y'all know the devil has read the Bible as well. Um, he doesn't probably understand it, um, but he has read it. So he has a pretty good gist of what's going on, right? Because you need the Holy Spirit uh, to understand the Bible. And so 
um, that's why it was written to believers. And so we look at this. And so he has an idea of what's going on, right? He knows there's going to be millions of people raptured when Christ comes to pull his bride out of this world, right? So he's, he knows that. So he's trying to come up with reasons to deceive the world on why this has happened, right? Because, you know, he's not going to come out and say, well, Jesus took the took the church, right? Now we're all left um, to fulfill the tribulation as spoken of in this Bible, right? So they're not going to let that happen, but they are going to come up with the reason why we're gone. And so this is just one of the reasons that they're going to use while people have disappeared from the planet Earth, when in actuality is Christ that has taken us home taking us out before his wrath is poured on this world and so what else do we have going on today oh let's see we have over half the country is at risk of a quote energy emergency this summer electric grid analysis shows this is from the daily call a uh, daily caller foundation and it's thomas nanachi uh anyway and he has uh authored this article it says millions of americans across the midwest southwest and west are expected to face blackouts throughout the summer months and industry analysis concluded a variety of factors including drought conditions and low wind conditions are expected to put americans in roughly 28 states at risk of experiencing blackouts this summer according to a report from the north american electric reliability corporation a u.s regulatory authority published wednesday the region managed by the mid-continent independent uh system operator across 15 Midwest states is at the highest risk for energy emergencies during the summer due to a capacity shortfalls. The analysis showed the Western Intercontinental uh, Interconnection, which is Texas Southwest Power Pool or SPP, are at an elevated risk of energy uh, of energy emergencies during extreme conditions. Um, NERC added, so MISO is in the high risk category facing uh, capacity shortfalls in its north and central areas during both normal and extreme conditions due to generator retirements and increased demand. And so the Midwest is high risk rating, meaning its resources are potentially insufficient to meet peak load amid both normal and extreme conditions. NERC stated in an, in an accompanying uh, release, while extreme uh, temperatures and low wind output levels are expected to play a role in potential Midwest blackouts. The region's 2.3% year-over-year decline in capacity is projected to have an even larger impact. And so, as you can see, this article is pointing it out, saying, hey, there's going to be some serious issues. So, without going into all the statistics and all, all this other stuff, that's basically they're telling us... Um, they're already telling us what they've planned basically is what's going on. And y'all know this is pre-planned. This is all manufactured. All of this um, is being manufactured. You think about it. We didn't have all these issues. And then all of a sudden stuff starts cropping up, right? Like, oh, we got this. And oh, there's going to be, for, oh, there's going to be the food plants are burning. And all of this stuff is going down. Oh, there's this war with Russia and Ukraine. So now 60% of blah, blah, blah. But who who is stockpiling wheat before Russia before Russia even even hinted, well, they had been hinting at invading Ukraine for a while, but before it became like mainstream, right? Before all China, that's right, China. China have been hoarding natural resources. They have been hoarding wheat and grain and rice. And so like they knew what was going on. So if you don't think China is in cahoots with the UK and with the Australian government, with the United States government, and with all these Great Britain and all of this stuff, they are all, Germany, all of these people, they are all in cahoots together, all of them 
And they're all, if you link it all back to the World Economic Forum, you all go back to NATO. It's all about global. Have you noticed that? You know, the global this, the global that. Um, what did I just talk about? Uh, the World Health Organization is having the big meeting, right? United States is going to give up their sovereignty uh, to the WHO, as, and so is the UK. And so that this WHO is going to have the power to shut down countries, whether you're sovereign or not, you've given up that right. And so uh, Biden uh, he's not really running the show because he can't even put his own pants on. Uh, we understand that. So whoever's pulling his strings, I think it's like Elon Musk said, whoever is, uh, whoever is in control of the teleprompter is the one that is ruling over Biden. So everybody in the United States knows that that bumbling moron is not running our country. He's not running our government. And so that should really scare the pants off of you. Um, technically speaking, but of course we serve a mighty God. And so none of this really matters to us Christians because we're here to do the work of the Lord. That's what we're here to do. We're called to do that. We're called to uh, proclaim the name of Jesus Christ until he comes and takes us home. Right. But we do see everything happening in the world. We do see it when we're not blind. We're not fearful. That's the only difference between non-Christians and Christians is that we are not fearful of the things coming upon this world because we know what's coming upon this world. And we also know uh, that the Lord God Almighty is in control. And so anything that happens to us must go through his approval first. We do live in a fallen world and it all depends on how we are to glorify God. Look at all the apostles. Look at how they all died. Not one of them died in the lap of luxury. Not one of them died in a multi-million dollar jet. Not one of them died in a multi-million dollar home, right? No, they all suffered and died a martyr's death. People say, well, what about the Apostle John? He died on the island of Patmos. Well, he was also boiled alive in oil too. So I don't really think that that was the life of luxury for him um, being assigned to uh, the very rocky island of Patmos to work, right? Um, and so anyway, you can see how all these things are, have come together. We are not here for materialistic things, although they do make our lives easier. You know, they do. I'm not going to say they don't. I mean, you know, um, if I didn't have all this equipment uh, to do this, to do these programs, I mean, you know, it would be kind of hard. And right now I don't have a very good mic because I bought two of the Shure MV7 mics and they just didn't do very well. And so I'm back on the snowball blue ice, but I am working on getting the funds together to get a better mic. So, but anyway, um, so, you know, we do understand these things help us. And so um, now am I saying to go out and go hoard food? And yes, <laughs> I'm not saying to hoard it. I am saying to stock up on food. You shouldn't hoard. There's no reason for us to hoard unless you plan on helping neighbors and family members and elderly folks. Don't forget about your elderly neighbors. We live in a world right now is a completely fallen world. And we can see that it's getting more evil and more evil by the minute. Like, I don't have to tell you guys about that. What I saw on Tucker Carlson about that black man getting out of his SUV and another black man walking up, shooting him, laying him, him just laying there dead as he just like ruffled through his pockets and took what he wanted and just left him there. And then another group coming by. And as well, the man saw the whole thing happen at the end, he gets up and he walks around the dude's vehicle and just looks at him as he walks by, shaking his head. And then another group of men and a couple of women come by and they ride through his stuff too and just leave him laying there to die because that just that just absolutely tears me up inside and i just can't get that i can't get that out of my head that i saw that that i watched that and tucker carlson but this is the world that we live in 
And that's why I always say, if you live in the United States, you better get your gun. You better carry your gun with you. And if you don't have a gun, you better sharpen up a knife, get you some, get you a taser, get anything to protect yourself and your family with. If you don't live in the United States, you live in other countries, I realize that's a lot harder to do. But I mean, uh, my friend, my old roommate, my best, best friend, uh, eight, almost eight years, seven years, he went to Australia when he was a younger kid and he brought back this, um, um, what do you call those where they throw them and they come back? Uh, I can't think right now. I'm on the spot. But anyway, he brought one of those back and I actually have it. I have it, um, sitting up on one of my shelves and I thought, wow, that's kind of cool. But he had stories to tell, but there are all kinds of weapons that you can use. You can get nunchucks. You can get, there's all kinds of things that you can use to protect yourself. And now is the time to go and get that stuff. Um, now is the time to stock up on groceries, um, groceries that are not going to, um, go bad non-perishable items right like i have a deep freeze i went and bought a deep freeze because i thought oh i'm gonna stock up but then here now they're coming around saying talk about power grids right there's gonna be power grid fluctuations you're gonna like you know there's gonna be rolling blackouts which california's had rolling blackouts for a long time texas we didn't really have so much issues with our power grid until for some insane reason we decided to go 25 percent green energy well we can tell you from the winter last year or year before last that um yeah green energy doesn't do very well <laughs> doesn't do very well at all especially when the big old windmill turbines get iced over doesn't do very good so you know we can be the first ones to tell you about how that doesn't work <laughs> but what are they doing so another thing is they're pushing everybody to go electric right they're pushing everybody to go electric but here we have articles and everything coming on the news and hey the grid system cannot handle this can't handle peak uh, and even in some points, normal usage, right? They can't handle it. So what are you going to do when everything goes electric, right? So they're wanting to go all electric. Oh, buy these electric cars and do this electric stuff. And we're going to go electric. And that's going to be so much better for the environment. Now, I don't know if you guys realize where they get the material for these batteries, right? They In South Africa, that's where they go. And they go to the poorest countries, and they rape them when they buy these uh, materials for these batteries. And there's a thing called China in Focus. And it's on um, it's YouTube. It's a YouTube channel called China in Focus. And if you haven't looked at it, please, please go look at that. Um, you're going to be you're going to be cra You're going to be like, oh, my gosh, it's NTD is another uh, name for it. But um, go check that out. And it's going to tell you all about that. And you're going to be heartbroken. There are children that are digging in this in this i can't explain it it is raw like raw sewage it is um all of this where this material has drained and the and they use this water and they break these little children little children doing all this work and then they're bringing it home and then they're going to go sell it right and they sell it for like dollars for like dollars they get maybe maybe three dollars and then of course these big corporations you know, they sell it to places like Tesla and like all these other places that build these, these, you know, electric cars and they use these batteries in your cell phones and like all of this stuff for millions of dollars. And these people are out there, children working like that. I, please go watch it because um, you'll be infuriated and heartbroken just like I am. But like I said, we live in this world, right? In this fallen world. And uh, that's why we long for the appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to come back. Because when he comes back, not only is it the great tribulation, people think, oh, it's the end of the world and all this. Well, he comes 
back to destroy evil. He, that's what he comes back for is to take evil away and put Satan, the false prophet, all of them into the lake of fire, right? And then he created the whole new earth and a whole new everything. Everything will be brand new again. There won't be evil. There's not going to be sin. There's not going to be anything like that. That's why we as Christians look for the glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Will that not be a fantastic, oh my gosh, I long for that day. And I hope you do too. But as you can see right now, we do live in the fallen world. Satan is the little G God of this world. And so that's what you need to realize. This is not our home. This is not forever. Okay. This is temporary. And the Bible says it's like grass is thrown into the oven. It blooms and then they throw it into the oven uh, for food or for fuel. Right. And so that's where we're at right now. But I always like to bring bring that up, like why is the tribulation going to happen? Uh, people talk about the tribulation. They talk about the rapture of the church, but why does this happen, right? Well, that's a little insight into that. But anyway, just go check that out and do some research on where all that, that material comes um, from to make those um, batteries that they're all wanting us to go electric, right? And, you know, there's, there's coal plants that are powering these, these electric plants. I'm like, it just, they just don't make any sense. But then we live in that kind of world, right? Where it doesn't make sense because God's given them over to a reprobate mind. We have this big delusion and deception and all of this is going on, right? And so we see these things happening. And of course, if you're a Christian, you realize what is really going on so we realize what's really going on is uh the everything's being set up for uh the tribulation where everything's being set up all the pieces are coming together all the signs are converging just like the bible said that they would so what else what else do we have going on today so let's check out some other headlines let me see if it'll let me bring up um, the Western Journal this time around. Uh, that's the okay, that is the world, uh, the wheat. So they warned us that we only have the 10 week supply, right? What else is going on? So now, um, there's an automobile kill switch law, and it's going to be used to spy on and control Americans. Now, guys, this um, is in the American Thinker. Another headline we've got going is the greatest power grab in history. Uh, they're building the infrastructure for global government uh, governance. That's what's going on right now. And then you guys better get ready because there's going to be another lockdown. Okay, Biden COVID coordinator Ashish uh, Jiha. Uh, says White House planning for fall surge tells Americans to mask up in public indoor settings. And when I go out in the public, I see the sheep. Um, I would really, you know, I hate the term sheep because you know uh, the Bible talks about that. I don't really like that so much. Um, you know, it kind of denigrates uh, Christians, I believe, when they when we call people sheep or sheeple, but. We do have people out there that are drinking the Kool-Aid and, you know, I see people wearing masks again and they're in their cars wearing a mask. And then what about monkeypox? So what is going on with the monkeypox? Well, it looks like old Biden um, has bought stockpiles of uh, the vaccine, right? So here we go again. It says Biden administration buys millions of doses of monkeypox vaccine after a case is confirmed in Massachusetts. So the good thing, 
should we say on monkey pox is there's two different strains from what i understand one is from the congo which is has a 10 percent mortality rate so it's quite a bit higher the other one has like a one percent uh mortality rate and so um that's the lesser of the two strains but another thing about that is is it is not uh spread until the person has shown symptoms right until the person is completely infected already showing symptoms and then um, it becomes transmissible, right? And so it, it's not nearly as transmissible as, say, COVID in the air because, you know, that's like an aerosol. Uh, it can spread in the air, things you touch and that kind of thing. So this is a little bit different, thank God. Um, I, there's this doctor on um, YouTube that I like to watch, and he's I think he's from the U.K., I think, oh, wish I had his name with me right now, but I don't, but he is awesome. I think I played, actually, I played him on uh, one of my latest updates, the last one or the one before, anyway, about him, so you can find his information there, um, but anyway, and so he kind of gave the breakdown of that, but what really concerns me, um, it really concerns me, but it has me thinking, right, which I guess would be concerning, um, what if they have aerialized monkeypox? Think about it, folks. Um, they don't care about you and me. They have proven that by their COVID-19 stance. That they want to kill as many people as possible. And they want to uh, they want to dominate the world. They want to rule the world. And where do you think that comes from? That comes from Satan because that's what he wants to do. He's using these people as minions, right, to do uh, his his will, not God's will, right? And so, uh, so what do we think? So, I mean, you got the next pandemic coming. You got Bill Gates saying, this is not the last pandemic. And you know, we got to stop the cows from farting. And we've got it. Yeah. So, anyway, you have these crazy ass people, right, that talk like this. And then you have the Georgia Godstones, which I am sure is from the global elitists. They want to get everybody down to 500 million. And so, what does the Bible say is going to happen in the tribulation? There's going to be pestilences. And there's going to be famines of biblical proportions so what are you seeing in the headlines what did i just read to you today um famines are coming uh with biblical proportion implications right and this is coming from the world uh global food supply people they're saying hey this is coming you know we have manufactured it and now it's upon us you know but don't worry because our families will be well taken care of we have oil and we've got wine and you know as revelation said don't touch the oil and the wine uh a day's wage uh a denarius for uh, a, a day supply of food that you can eat for one day. These things are coming. The Bible said that they were coming. But what we see now in news headlines is that it's all lining up to what the Bible prophesied thousands of years ago. John saw these things right in the revelation that Jesus Christ gave him to write in a book to tell his people, which are Christians, that, hey, this is coming upon the world and this will come. Now, how much of this will Christians see before we're yanked out of here by our Lord and Savior uh, during the rapture? I don't know. Nobody can tell you that. Nobody. I don't care if they think they, they can. They cannot. Just like nobody can tell you the day and the hour of the rapture. But we can tell you the season of the rapture. God told us that. Um, Jesus told us that we would know the season. We would know like, you know, hey, this is coming. So many, many, many prophecies have come to fulfill that, right? Israel is now a nation again. After 2,500 years, they were rebirthed in like literally 24 hours so you know all these things that were prophesied have come 
to Lot have come true. The book of Daniel said there would be like an explosion um, in, in, in knowledge and all this. So people would be running to and fro. And so you see people running to and fro across the earth. You know, you see people and travel has exploded. You see people, there's like knowledge, like so much knowledge, right? There's Google, uh, you got DuckDuckGo, you have like all of these different, right? And so knowledge is like, bam, you know, it's like right there at your fingertip. You don't even have to go to the library anymore. <laughs> you know, you don't have to know the Dewey Decimal System. Um, so it's like, bam, just like he said, but there's so much knowledge, there's no understanding. So there is no, like, understanding. So another thing is what the Bible talked about that I did... Um, a program probably about three months ago or four months ago uh, on the 50 most prophetic signs that have happened, all the prof the prophecies that have come to light, and so kind of pointing towards the end times uh, where we're at right now, and to prove that, hey, we are in the end times. This is what the Bible said. These have already happened. Here's more coming into light right now. So everything is pointing um, towards the tribulation, right? Everything is pointing to what the Bible said. There's global famines, right? There's pestilences that are coming in. If you think COVID-19 was the last one, honey, no. <laughs> There's a lot more. They've got more devious and more sinister um, viruses and, you know, things that they're going to release out onto this world. And so, don't be afraid. If you're a Christian, please don't don't let fear grip you, right? Don't don't let that happen because that's what Satan, that's all from Satan, right? What do you and I really have to be afraid of? We really don't. They can kill the body. You can't kill the soul, right? You can't kill the spirit. You may be able to kill the body, but that's okay. Because once you close your eyes here on earth, when you open them again, you're in the presence of Jesus Christ. So it is that instant. The Apostle Paul said to be absent from the body is to be present with Christ. And so we have a future. We have a heavenly home to go to. We have hope. But those who are lost and don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, they have no hope. This is, this is all they have. This is what they think. This is it, right? And they may think they're going to heaven when they die, but if they don't have Christ, they're not going to heaven when they die. They'll be going to hell when they die. So that's why it's our job as Christians to get out there and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I heard, um, you know, my pastor retired, uh, uh, Dr. Randy Davis, he retired. And so, but he's now interim pastor at another church, right? And unfortunately I can't drive up there to go and watch him, but I do get to listen to him on Facebook and I'm very thankful for that. And he is an excellent pastor. He teaches you when he pastors, right? When he comes up, he gives a sermon, he teaches you. That, my friends and family, is what a preacher is to do. That is preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is preaching the Bible. Those pastors that get up there just give you a story and say, hey, you know, when I was a kid, this happened to me, and blah, 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 and maybe pull like a little verse out of the context, right? Or maybe pull the verse in the Bible, and then they work their entire sermon over what happened to them, Right? Boom, boom, boom. They may be a really good storyteller and they may be able to, I mean, you know, get your emotions going, right? And like, you know, bam, you know. Well, so did Hitler. Think about that. Hitler was able to rile up crowds and, you know, all that stuff too. So take that into consideration when you go to a church. I heard it said that, you know, oh, well, he was a good teacher, but, you know, he wasn't a good pastor. I was like, what? That is what being a pastor is, is to teach your flock, to get you equipped, right? It's not about to tell you about what you did when you were a little kid or, you know, all kinds of other stories, right? No, we are to equip 
the saints. You are to make disciples of Christians. You to make disciples of your flock. That's your job as a pastor to equip your flock, to shepherd your flock. We have people now, like when COVID-19 happened, they panicked and they didn't know what to do because they didn't have a pastor who taught them, hey, this is what the Bible says, right? We are not to be afraid. We are not to walk in fear. We are not to whatever, right? We're to walk in love. Uh, Timothy says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, right? Um, we're not to fear, right? We're not to have a timid spirit, right? We are we are loved. And so uh, perfect love cast out fear. So you've got to be able to dig deep into your resources and pull out scripture. Pull out scripture that is going to... Um, help you it's going to comfort you it's going to edify you right that's what it's all about is having having the scripture the bible says um i have hid your word in my heart and i will not sin against you right we are to love uh love the word of god and so that's why he gave it to us to equip us uh your only defense as a christian and your only offense as a christian is the word of god right the word of god is your offensive weapon use it like a sword right that's what he says in Ephesians 6. Put your helmet of salvation on, right? You know you are saved. You are saved through the blood of Christ. You are saved through Christ. You have that, right? You know that. You put that helmet on, right? You pick up your breastplate. You put your breastplate of righteousness on. You are righteous through Christ. It's not of you or yourself, but it is Christ's righteousness that you put on, right? Okay, you've got to gird your loins, is what it says in the old King James Version, right? you got to gird your waist, right, with the truth, with the belt of truth. you got to put that on. That is the Word of God, and it is the only truth. I don't care what this world tells you. The world is not the truth. The Bible is the truth, okay? you got to pick up your shield, right? Boom, you got to pick your shield up. And what is your shield? That is your faith, right? So you can quench those fiery darts that the devil is throwing at you. You can put your shield of faith up and say, my faith in Christ. I have faith in Christ. He will protect me, right? You put that faith up, right? No matter what happens, no matter what happens, your faith in God is what's going to bring you into the knowledge knowing that Jesus Christ has saved you. Jesus Christ loves you. Jesus Christ is going to protect you. Jesus Christ is there for you always, right? So you got that shield. You're going to shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. So the Roman soldiers had big spikes on their shoes, right? So they could dig in, right? They could dig in and stand firm. So as a Christian, we're not to back down and go cower somewhere. We're to dig in. We are to stand our ground. We are to proclaim Jesus Christ until he comes, right? And so what else do we have? Well, we have the sword, right? And what is the sword? That is the word of God. That is our offensive weapon. So when the, the Satan starts sending those fiery darts of doubt at you, do you remember when you did so-and-so? Do you remember when you did so-and-so? Does God really love you? Did God say, like in the Garden of Eden, well, you have, number one, your shield of, of faith, right? You pick that faith up. Your faith is in Christ, in Jesus Christ Almighty. You pick the faith up to block that thing. And then what do you do in return? You proclaim the word of God. And you pull out scriptures. And you say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Like, I must resist the devil and he shall flee from me. You've got to know the word of God to fight back. Okay? Um, so, that, guys, is what I wanted to talk about today. I know there's a lot more headlines going on, but, I, you know, man, days are short, 
and uh, you need you need to get in the Word of God because if you don't have the Word, man, the devil can run all over you. Have God said, or you can have like these pastors. I don't call them a pastor. You can have like these positive speakers, right? Like Joel Osteen come up and say, "Well, that's just not God's best," you know. That's just not God. That's not what God wants. Really? If you know the Word of God, you're going to know that, no, that is a sin. When you ask, when they, Larry King showed up, asked Joel Olstein, is homosexuality a sin? What does Joel Olstein say? Well, that's just not God's best. You know, this is not really my place to say who really, no, it is. As a pastor, you know, all you're doing is sending someone to hell if you don't tell them the truth. Do you love people or do you hate people because lying to them and telling them that oh yeah that's not God's best is going to send them straight to hell because they're going to believe you and guess what the Bible says your blood God will require on your hands is what's going to happen as a watchman on the wall and so you've got to tell them the truth in love homosexuality is a sin the Bible says it is a sin it's an abomination. That's what God said. Jesus said marriage is between a man and a woman. Okay? If you don't tell people the truth, do you really love them? Do you think I want to tell people that and have them angry at me or hurt their feelings or whatever? No. But I don't want them to burn in hell either because I told them it was okay when the Bible clearly says it's a sin. If you love somebody, you're going to tell them the truth. This, let me tell you, because... They may be angry at you, and you may hurt their feelings or whatever, but at the end of the day, you told them the truth. And so, it's up to them to make that decision, right? It's up to them. You pray for them. You pray for them and ask the Holy Spirit to speak to them. You ask them to soften their hearts to listen to the Holy Spirit. You pray that they will be saved if they're not already. And so, um, that that's what loving people is it's not telling them itchy ears like second timothy says because they're going to heap up for themselves pastors that's going to tell them what they want to hear right and that's the end times that's how satan has crept in to the church that's how he's crept in it's like the bible says they were of us but they went out from us because they were not us right and so we really need uh to pay attention because if you have a pastor in a pulpit, that does not mean that he's a Christian. You can, just like uh, Pastor Billy Crone says, they can, there's pastors right now in pulpits that don't even believe in God. They're Satanists. Or you have Satanists interceding into the church, right? And they come in and they like, they're like weeds, right? They're like tares. And they start uh, sowing discourse among uh, the brothers and the sisters, you know, in the congregation. So you got to look for things like that. But um, there, it's also subtle. Satan is, oh, he's not out in your face. Remember, like I just said before, in the Garden of Eden, what did he say? Hath God said? His plants that doubt, right? Just here's that little doubt. You pick your shield up. You pick your faith up. Boom. And you quench those, dart, those darts that he's throwing at you. You know the Word of God. You proclaim the Word of God. How did, what did Jesus do in the, in the Garden? Remember? Remember? What did he say? He rebuked, saying he came back with the word of God. That's what he did. And so that's what we need to do. So with that, guys, I'm going to get off of here. <laughs> and uh, anyway, Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha, get in the word of God. Let the word of God get into you. 
And uh, I pray that during these end times that God will, that His Holy Spirit will, you know, you'll get a fresh refilling of the Holy Spirit. And uh, that the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you into all truth and give you discernment. And may the Lord God go before you and go behind you. And just may He make you bold, just give you boldness to teach people and to tell people in these last days the truth of what God's Word says in love. And I just ask these things in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Thank you guys so much for listening. And may God bless you and keep you always. Thank you so much.